Hi, I'm PJ and welcome to House Daily. It's um, good to be with you wherever you're at uh, today, whatever, no matter the time of day you're listening to this, whether you just got in from work, whether you've just woken up, whether you just managed to put the kids to bed, um, it's really good um, to be able to gather together as church, um, even if it is virtually. Um, it's always good to gather together to look at scripture together and that's what we do and no matter where you're at at the moment, um, it's good. I was reading something the other day, um, which is just um, really um, hitting of just how um, it says around probably around 25% of people are furloughed at the moment. That's not even including those who've potentially lost their jobs, those who are self-employed, who are struggling. Um, so many people are hit by this at the moment. So many people are in incredibly different, challenging times. And so um, our thoughts and prayers, so much grow with you, but actually we're a church. Don't just want to think about and, and just pray. We want to be practical in what we do. And um, you've heard me talk about um, crisis care, which is come under a different banner now. Uh, it's come under Love Your Neighbour, which is this amazing initiative um, across our country, headed up by uh, the Church Revitalization Trust. Um, cities all across the country, churches all across the country who are doing the very similar thing of just wanting to love our neighbour, to reach out. Um, and so um, do check out um, the STM website and to find out more about that. Um, and if you're able to help in any way, whether that's practically or that's just phoning people, giving, um, or if you're in need at all, head there. Um, we're a church that wants to love our neighbour, to act and, and work practically in doing so. Um, whatever situation you're in. Um, the amazing thing about the church in Acts 2 is that they gave and, and they sold all that they had to support one another. And we're just longing to be that church. And so um, whoever's in need, we gather around one another and support one another in this time. And we do that practically, but also actually an amazing way of doing that is just digging into scripture uh, together. So whatever you're doing, wherever you're at, it's great to be with you. We can dig into scripture. We're in Hebrews, the book of Hebrews, this amazing letter written to this, these Jewish Christians talking about the, the supremacy of Christ, how Christ is, is Lord of all. He's, he's incredible. Um, and we're digging into this amazing challenge, unpacking the idea of Moses as this incredible leader as the Jews saw him and um, unpicking that a bit and just seeing how, how Jesus is even greater. And so if you've got your Bible, we're in Hebrews chapter four uh, today, starting at verse one. Therefore, since the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us be careful that none of you be found to have fallen short of it. For we also have the good news proclaimed to us, just as they did. But the message they heard was of no value to them, because they did not share the faith of those who had obeyed. Now we who have believed entered the rest, just as God had said. So I declared an, no, on on oath to my anger, they shall never enter my rest. And yet his works have been finished since the creation of the world. For somewhere he has spoken about the seventh day in these words. On the seventh day, God rested from all his works. And again, in the passage above, he says, they shall never enter my rest. Therefore, since it is still remains for some to enter that rest, and since those who formerly had the good news proclaimed to them did not go into because of their dis disobedience, God again set a certain day, calling it today. This he said he did, when a long time later he spoke through David, as in the passage already quoted, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken later about another day. 
there remains then, then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest or to enters from their works, rest from their works, just as God did from his. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will perish by following their example of disobedience. For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even in dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the hearts. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare for the eyes of him to whom we must give account. What, a, what an amazing passage. And like I said before, feel free to, to pause, reread it, because it is dense with stuff, dense with some amazing things um, going on there. Um, but just to unpack it for us just a bit. Like I said before, Hebrews is an amazing uh, letter of so many hyperlinks with different parts of the story of God. Um, and here we, we see that again. And one of the most important ones here is this hyperlink back to creation, where uh, the author is talking about the rest, which is spoken about on the seventh day. God has created all things. He looks upon it all and said it is good. And on the seventh day, he rests. And he hyperlinks that to, to this, this idea of how God, when the people of Israel in the desert, he, he, he swears an oath saying they will not enter my rest. That is the same rest he's talking about. Um, and it's a powerful thing. The overall creations, there is already this conclusion right from the very first chapter that it is finished, that there is rest to attain, that God has rested and finished what he has started. And then that rest is what is attained and achieved by Christ. Um, and it's powerful and it's, it's challenging. And so um, it shares with the people who are listening today that actually what is our position in this? How do we fit in this big, long story narrative of God where he's, he's already rested, where it has already been done, where that rest is an offer to us? Um, and he, he unpacks that actually we're in the same place. And he has that amazing phrase, it's just as today is today. That's why today exists. The whole reason that today exists is so that we can attain that rest. You see that we can come into that powerful, beautiful relationship with God where we are at true rest. That's the whole reason for today. And I love that, that thinking, the whole reason that today exists is so that we might have an opportunity to enter the rest of God, which is which is completely true when we think about the whole story of God. We like to think of ourselves as the main character, but in reality, we're not at all. The whole reason that today exists, the whole reason that the earth is the way it is now in this place is so that we might enter that rest. And so what do we do with this, with this opportunity, this good news which has been given to us? It's where we, we dig into it. We, we dig into God more. We follow him as the leader that he's given. It's why the office here is pushing Christ as, as Lord. Moses couldn't lead the people into that rest. The only one that could ever lead people into that rest is Jesus. And for us, it's just so powerful and important. It's that amazing paradox we see in scripture. And I love it. It's an amazing verse here in verse 11. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest. We have to make every effort to rest, every effort to enter that rest. Um, and that's not about just trying to do as much as we can as a Christian, to try and work our own salvation. It's not it at all. It's all given by, by God's grace and God's power and his authority. 
but actually we need to strive and do all that we can to work with God in that. Um, and and the thing I love about this this passage where it's unpacking Moses and him not being able to lead that people into the, into the land and him even being not to get there himself, um, the people listening to this would know something. They'd know the story of the transfiguration, which we read in the Gospels, where we see Jesus meeting with Abraham and Moses in the land. Because actually what we see in God's providence here is, is Moses does enter the land. He was never been able to do it in his own life, in his own way, in his own muster, in his own leadership. But actually with Christ, he enters the land. He's finally in the land, in that point, that story of transfiguration. Um, it's an amazing passage of hope that he is still there, he's there. And for us as well, we're called to make every effort, not in our own strength, but in the strength of the Holy Spirit, to enter the rest that God gives us today. And so for us, how are we doing that today? How are we making every effort to dig into his word, which he talks about, which is sharpened double-edged sword, which is, which is hard, which is challenging, but is actually so good for our soul and for our spirit. How are we today doing that? How are we today entering in that place of rest? Let me pray. Dear God, thank you that you, you give us that, that opportunity and that ability to enter into the only true, real place of rest. Help us, Lord, to do that. Help us to work with you as you use your words to, to cut deep into our souls, to do your work within us, Lord. Help us to be in step with you, to enter that place of true rest, Lord Jesus, that you have planned and ordained before at the start of creation. God, help us to be with you in that place. Amen. Thanks so much for joining. I hope you have a great day. Be safe. Be church. Keep washing your hands. Bye.